Um, Fran, why aren't you dressed? What do you mean? I'm dressed perfectly. You're not wearing any pants, and we're about to have our fashion episode. Oh, you think I'm underdressed? I'm not going to put pants on, but what I am going to put on is later this week with Coco and Fran. Please put pants on. Hi. Hello. Who is this? This is Anna Wintour's pajamas. Oh, stop calling me. <laughs> Why? It's inappropriate. it's inappropriate. I apologize. Even if it's flannel? <laughs> I don't think Anna Wintour owns flannel. Hey, you never know. Maybe when she's skiing in Colorado or something. Maybe. I can't see her, <laughs> I can't see her doing that either. Um, did you ever see that movie, um, The Devil Wears Prada? No, I actually, I never did. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. I don't know what's wrong with me. All right. Listen, that's a whole episode. <laughs> it's called Child, Child. And it's like, there's a hundred different, like, there's a hundred different, like, apostrophes. It's like, Child, Apostrophe, 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 child. Yeah, there's a lot. Because, <laughs> listen, this is what it's about. So anyway, we're doing fashion again. Yeah, because... um, See, I love clothes. And I don't know if that means really fashion. Because I'm not obsessed with the institution of fashion. Mm-hmm. I like the inner workings of it. Mm. And what I mean by that is, yeah, it's nice to get a nice suit and a nice expensive pair of shoes and to be like, oh, this is so beautiful. It's wonderful. But I actually am more interested in the technique of fashion, how people come up with ideas, how concepts are rolled out. I also like the idea of the machine of these people who take it so seriously. Mm. Like, like, this is why I said, and you need to see the devil wears Prada because there's one scene where, you know, the lead Anne Hathaway is kind of snickering at them being real crazy about this specific color of blue. And they're all like, Oh no, it's not the right blue blah." And she starts snickering. And then all of a sudden, like Meryl Streep's character turns to her and just breaks down this whole monologue about how, the blue that she's wearing and what it took to get that blue Mm. and basically expressing exactly what I love about the industry is that these people take these little tiny details so seriously that it's pretty, it's pretty fucking entertaining. Basically. I I would say, I would say that fashion is big, but when it comes to you and I and us, and what we are passionate about. Mm-hmm. Where would you rank that fashion? Yeah, I, I can, I can, I'm not passionate about fashion per se, but I can appreciate it as an art form. Absolutely. Like I think, well, who would you, who would you say is your favorite designer? Tom Ford. Compare it to, I guess, my love of how music is deconstructed mm-hmm. for myself. Like I don't consider myself a very, you know, I, I don't, I'm not passionate about fashion i love i do love clothing uh i love Mm -hmm. seeing uh design designers create these amazing you know pieces and 
wish I had that kind of creativity for sure. Um, but I've never, yeah. You mentioned I, him in the previous I don't episode. Even have yeah. to, I don't even have to think about it. Like, you know, I'm one of those people that I'm going to an award show and they're like, who should we call? I'm like Tom Ford. Yeah. I've never seen him do a suit, make a suit for a man that I don't want to sound like an asshole. I don't really care what the women are wearing. Mm. That's not a, that's not fashion I'm wearing, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I kind of, for me, fashion is, I can tell you if someone looks good or not. I can tell you, I can look at someone and say, wow, that's really cool. That's really interesting. That's really, but if we're going to talk about what I'm really interested in, I'm interested in stuff that I can wear. Mm. And when I look at runway shows, it's like, yeah, they're cool. I love like kind of the architecture of things and I like the color and things look really amazing. Like you're like, wow, it's a great color. But when I think about my own personal interest, it's Tom Ford, like wearing some really cool, sleek, classic jacket and suit or wearing some funky ruffled thing with a bow tie. Like he does all of that. And I think it's cool. And if he wants to send me suits, he can do that. That would be lovely, actually. Yeah. What about you? Jacqueline Smith? What was that? Jacqueline Smith. (laughs) No. (laughs) But you you brought up a, a, a point, though. Not that it's not as difficult for women to 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 find a de- like clothing that a designer makes that would be attainable type thing like i i look at alexander mcqueen and i love his cl- his dresses the dresses that he makes like the outfits that he makes they're so beautifully structured and but it's unrealistically attainable for the average person mm-hmm. you know but yeah. in terms of the beauty i love it's art it's art like even if it's something that is some crazy bustier he makes that you would never wear yeah not because you couldn't but maybe you look at it and you go even in my size you're like i would never wear this you know like where would you wear it to but you can appreciate it yeah you know and also you were saying something about men and women and i know it goes both ways for for i don't even know if we're being politically correct here we're calling it men's and women's fashion because that's bullshit anybody can wear anything yeah right you know you can wear a jacket that's sold in the men's section of tom ford who cares Mm -hmm. you know it's just because it says that whatever but i had someone tell me like years ago which i thought about this i said it's really interesting because that's what i struggle with men's clothing men's designers are few and far between because number one the men's market is really slim especially in america but Mm -hmm. also it's more expensive to make men's clothing than it is to make women's clothing why because of the structure of jackets the structure of pants the structure of shirts when you're making women's clothing, like think about skirts and dresses. They are much easier to produce than they are suits because suits have to be very structured. And another thing, which I totally agree with, when you think about getting dressed up to go somewhere, a woman could put on a black dress with a big chunky necklace with the right shoes 
and that dress could have cost them six dollars yeah if a man puts on a suit that costs six dollars you know it costs six dollars because the structure is wrong that's true and that's why I remember when Tom Ford first launched his brand right after Gucci and he had decided he was only going to make men's clothing. And I think after a while he started to realize there's a huge market, a bigger market for women because women shop for clothes more than men, especially in America. Mm -hmm. And also the suit business is expensive. It's expensive to make suits. I mean, when you think about a skirt, you could sell a skirt, a designer skirt for $700. That skirt is not going to take as much work as the suit. It's not. And I don't know. I feel good in a suit. I really do. I love wearing a suit. I love the whole tie thing. I love that. I love, I don't feel restricted. I feel really good in a mm-hmm. nice suit and a tie. And it's just my thing. You know, I feel good at that. When, where did your love of suits come from? When I wasn't so fat. <laughs> You're not fat. No, I'm saying when I was younger and I would, I couldn't wear that stuff. Yeah. And I was obsessed with it. Mm. Like when I was a kid, I remember wanting a tuxedo, you know, and now, really? I, own, and now I own two. Nice. So that's, that's something that many men do not own course because most men are cavon <laughs> but it's also it's like how, how, many, <laughs> how many events are you actually going to be wearing a tuxedo to well, in your lifetime of, well the argument could be also had with women stuff you know how many women i know love diamond necklaces and love stilettos and things like that how often are you wearing that shit i you guess run into walmart with a diamond necklace on I mean, it can happen. Yes, but I could wear a tuxedo to Walmart too if we're really going to have that conversation. Why not? But I think men are fucking lazy. I think grown men, a lot of them don't even own a suit. I I could agree. Yeah, I'd agree to that. You know, and I know a lot of guys, like I remember not in my family because all the Ginzos all own suits for, you know, your your skinny side, your fat side, you always have a suit ready. And... I can tell you, I remember meeting some guy that I went to school with. He was like, oh, I haven't worn a suit since my communion. And this guy was in his 30s. Wow. That's crazy. Disgust. I I don't have um, fancy dresses. I have a couple of dressier dresses that I've worn to weddings and whatnot. But I don't have this like, like you mentioned before, if you have a simple kind of black dress you could really zhuzh it up with a bunch of different accessories. Of course. If you're One. a woman, if you're a woman, you can get away with stuff like that. Like yeah. you can, you know, it, it just is what it is. Even at a black tie affair. Yeah. You know, you've got a great pair of shoes and also fashion is more catered to providing that kind of stuff to women. Yeah. You know, like you can go to a department store, not a department store, but more like say like a low end department store. And you can kind of find stuff that is, will fool people. Yeah. Stuff that looks a little more expensive. Well, guys, it's hard. I mean, I've tried on jackets before. I'm like, oh my God, this is only $20. And I try on a blazer and I'm like, yeah, it looks like it's 20 cents. <laughs> it's true. It's true. That's where I, I tend to uh, get more creative when it comes to the things that I wear is, is with the accessories. Like I love 
I love jewelry, um, but but unusual jewelry, things that are not typically found in a in a department store. I tend to buy kind of one off or interesting pieces, antique pieces, things like that. I, I and that's how I yeah accessorize or build my my style. Yeah. Well, I feel, I feel like, you know, for me, it's, it's, I have, I have like an eccentric kind of thing. I like, like I can wear the black suit with the tie, but I also love to wear like the green suit. Like, remember that photo shoot you and I were sharing forever of um, Dan Levy. Oh yeah. From GQ. Yes. Um, Google it. If you're listening. Those, those photos were beautiful and i think a lot of his suits were tom ford yeah you know listen we love it um (laughs) you were gonna tell me a story about your sweatshirt okay so i am wearing this blue very thin it's cute yeah it's a thin kind of like hoodie zip Mm -hmm. up hoodie so a few years ago i went to visit our friends in the city and you know what friends I'm talking about. Oof. Right? <laughs> For Monday. I don't know why I thought that it wasn't going to be as cold as it was. But we were walking around in New York and it was an incredibly windy day. And I was frozen. I didn't ha- I didn't bring a jacket with me. Like I thought, oh, we're going to New York. It's going to be balmy out. You know, there's no, I don't even remember what time of year it was, but it was February. No, it wasn't February, but it was, I certainly didn't expect it to be as cold as it was. So at one point we were passing um, a gap and I said, listen, I need to go in there and see if I could find something (laughs) because I I was literally shaking my ass off how cold I was my my teeth were chattering I needed something so I went in there and there I I got three of them actually I had a green one a gray one and this blue one and you know even the one wearing it outside it was not enough to keep me warm like I don't know why I spent the money on these things but I think I ended up spending like 90 bucks on the three of them like this was just a waste of money you know it didn't it didn't even keep me warm and i just felt like an idiot so this is the only one that i've kept i think i still have the the gray one but yeah that's the story of this hoodie (laughs) you know there's one thing i learned from sarita back in the day and there was this came out of one time we went to the city with jen's sister Mm. And she decided that in January, she was not going to wear a coat. She was just going to wear a sweater because she wanted to show off her outfit. And there was a famous quote that we use to this day from Sarita. You can't be cute in the city. No, you can't. And I see that shit here where I'll see and it's always teenage girls. Are they white? Usually white girls do that. Yeah, They're usually of the white persuasion. Uh Yes. White girls do that cold ass outside Mm -hmm. yeah you see them wearing their their big coat but their jacket is unzipped it's opened and they're wearing this little crop top with their belly exposed 
It's, what is that all well, about? Well, it's just the same whenever it gets a little bit of warm, a little bit of warmness comes around in on the East Coast here. Please. And all of a sudden, what happens? It You know, the news is telling us that next week it's going to snow. But meanwhile, this week it's going to be a little warm. What do you see? Guys coming out with their mesh shorts. Their busted open-toed flip-flops and their yellow nail is swooped over the front. Just <laughs> swooped over. Just scratching the pavement. The pavement is like... With that big yellow nail that no Asian woman in a pedicure shop will ever touch. Wow. Be like, get that out of here. You go home. You go home. <laughs> You're horrible. <laughs> On that note, we should go to commercial. Yes, please. We'll be right back. We love tahini sauce. It's great on falafel. And speaking of tahini sauce, local Ottawa artist Tahini Sauce Collages just launched a brand new website and is offering our Later This Week listeners 10% off their purchases. Marrying digital and handmade pieces, Tahini Sauce Collages offers a wide range of surreal visuals. From gore to erotic, exotic sceneries to unique delicacies. Shop their canvases and coasters now. Use promo code COCOFRAN at checkout for 10% off. TahiniSauceCollages.com Support artists. When you, So the way it works now, uh, supervisors are the cashiers in the morning until the first cashier starts their shift at 11 o'clock. So I was at the front, you know, doing my thing, cleaning, just trying to keep busy, blah, blah, blah. And there's a man who came to the self-checkout. And I usually like when someone walks up to the self-checkout, I just kind of let them let them do their thing. Um, But I stay close by unless they in case they need help. So I saw him kind of standing there looking at the screen and I just you know, popped up closer. I said, are you doing okay? Did you need any help? And he looked at me and he's like, um, no, I'm, I'm good. And he's, he starts, you know, really looking at me. He's like, such a beautiful woman. And I'm like, like, you know, behind my mask, you know, laughing. It's like, I'll tell you more about where my mind was later, <laughs> but yeah, it was, it, it was weird anyway. So he, he starts bringing his, his purchases and, and uh, he's asking me, you know, little questions about the screen, but then he'd turn around and he's like, it's so lovely to have such a beautiful woman helping me and all this, like going on and on. And, and then he says, uh, how would you feel about going out to dinner soon? Sure. One day? Yeah. I've been like sushi. Let's do it. <laughs> and I said, and, and I, you know, I laughed and I said, well, I don't know how my husband would feel about that. And he's like, oh, damn. It's like, that's too bad. Like, he was, it was, it's so hard to. I mean, the way you're talking, it sounds like it's R. Kelly was in the pharmacy. Almost. Okay. Yeah. Construction worker R. Kelly. Okay. Well, that's where R. Kelly's working now. Right. the music industry won't have him. <laughs> but when I went home later that that day and I was telling Chris about this. Now, let me just say, this isn't about me feeling bad about myself or putting myself down or not believing that I, I, 
deserve that kind of attention or, uh, you know, but I, whenever someone makes comments like that or, or, you know, tries to like, you know, hit on me or something like that, my mind always goes to, are they just trying to do me a favor somehow? Like, oh yeah, seriously, God. this is, this is where my mind goes, where that's that's definitely insecurity. it is it Stop is it. like why why would someone because i'm i'm looking at the the vision of myself at that moment i was having a really bad hair day like it was just not happening i'm wearing this awful blue polo shirt with another kind of blue jacket like uh, over it and i've got a black mask on there's nothing attractive about what i'm presenting right so he's just basing it on my eyes, which I'm so tired. I've got bags. Of, like, wh so what is he? Wh is he paying me a compliment? Is he being genuine? Like, what is he trying to make a? Well, I think that that's your own shit. I think he honestly was interested. And honestly, I remember an old episode of Oprah where they were talking about dating. And I remember when the woman that was on said, you think you're going to meet? Men, when you go to a party and you smell all good at perfume, you're going to meet a man in the frozen food section in track pants and your hair is going to be in a ponytail. Because that's exactly how it works. Like, it's not about that. It's about energy. Like, then that, then, then what we're saying is, is that if we're basing it on the way people look, then people who look really good don't emanate insecurity. That's bullshit. Because I can smell insecurity a mile away. You know, and it's the biggest turnoff. So I don't know. I mean, you're maybe you're confident at work. You're confident what you do. I am. I don't think it's so far fetched that he was interested in you. And I think that he was he was getting a vibe. It, it had nothing to do with just seeing your eyes or you were tired. That shit. Maybe you look at. He wasn't looking at that. He wanted to spank Please. you. Why is it always okay? This is going to be uh, a shallow moment. But why is it? But why go. is it always like the ugly guys that are hitting on you? I don't think you can control it. You know, I I think it's a. I don't know. I mean, ugly guys hit on me too. God knows, I show. Yes, I, I love me some some of that. <laughs> <laughs> You know, listen, I'm not saying that only unattractive co people come for me, no. but it happens. And they're limited edition. There's not many left. And it was our collaboration. Of course, it's Coco's photo. And if you don't know that photo, slap yourself on the hand, go online, and Google it. <laughs> yes. So when you, when this, episode airs or while you're hearing this check out our post on instagram at later this week for the contest giveaway and later this week, i think we'll maybe we'll have it running until the end of march yeah and then fine. and then yeah. we'll pick a winner at the end of march and and they will be the proud owner of a original Coco Fran piece of art. Yes. <laughs> At work. 
believe it or not. We're waiting. Okay, so I I mean, you know Maya's listening right now in the middle of a donut. She's like, oh, shit. Yeah, so I was at work, and so I'm back. Are we back? Are we back? (laughs) Yes, we're back. I'm anticipating some hate mail for sure. Listen, I'm just saying what I need to say, and I'm not going to be censored anymore. No, we're not going to censor you. Don't worry. What? Wait a minute. What were the questions you wanted to ask me? There was something we wanted to ask each other. What was it? Um, I wanted to know, growing up, if you had like a favorite thing that you wore. Was there something that you owned or like, you know, your parents bought you clothing wise that you loved to wear? I used to wear you. It's funny you talk about this gap thing. (laughs) Okay, so. I know you all are tired of hearing me say this, but when I was younger, <laughs> I was a little fluffy. Yep. And because I was trying to hide my bigness, I used to I used to have this I think it was Gap made it and it was this green shirt. And for some reason, I thought that shirt made me look skinny. Nice. But you couldn't even find a funhouse mirror that could make me look skinny. (laughs) You're so mean to yourself. (laughs) I mean, you own a funhouse mirror and that mirror is still like, I know what you're trying to do, but it ain't working. But I put this green shirt on and it just laid on me like a schmata. And to this day, to this day, I do not like clingy shirts. Mm. Like those soft tees that people are like, ooh, they're so soft. Yeah. I don't I don't like them because I feel like they cling to all your nooks and crannies. Yes. You walk around looking like an English fucking muffin. Yeah, no, not it. And anybody knows that. Like, if I find a soft shirt in the store and I want it, I'm like, ooh, how big does this come in? Because I do not want anything squeezing up on me. Because mm. then I feel like a salsiche. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to need a translation on all of these words. <laughs> a you know what a salsiche is. I mean, you guys, listen, your Canadians will definitely know what that is. Because there are so many ginzos in your area. <laughs> but sausage like you literally feel like you're in the casing yes you know like a too tight condom yes (laughs) on a puerto rican penis i said it there you go i said it yep that was me oh my god so what about you okay besides buying besides spending a hundred dollars on sweatshirts everyone's at home like this stupid bitch (laughs) because the gap you know she didn't go to the sale rack the whole time she's telling the story i'm like please please tell me you went to the gap and you walked right to the back of the store where everything's like 99 cents originally 50 bucks no because all of that's all of their clearance stuff was summer i'm not gonna find sweaters in the summer shit now she's yelling at me because she spent $90 on sweatshirts. I am going to yell at you. Don't sass me. Anyway, so my favorite thing when I was growing up, and I think I, I'm 
I may have a photo of this, so I might have to go look at some of my old photo albums. But I used to own a knockoff pair of red Converse high tops. And they were my absolute favorite. And me being the fashion forward person that I was, I paired it with a pair of pink pants. And I also had in this picture, if I, I hope that I have this picture, the t-shirt that I was wearing at the time had a glorious slice of pizza on it. Mm. So you can imagine the, the ensemble I was <laughs> wearing mm. that day. Yeah. But yeah, the red fake Chuck Taylors were my absolute favorite when I but was here's first. but here's my thing everything sounds so gross without context right mm -hmm. yeah if you'd have taken that same outfit you being a photographer you took that same outfit mm -hmm. and you put the right lighting to it someone's sitting on this amazing sofa and it's in a magazine yeah easily and I can just see it now. The bottom right-hand corner just kind of tells you what each item is and how much it costs. Yep. Like, and it's completely more fashion forward. You know, it's like Rihanna could be wearing that in a magazine. Of I, I picture that. someone like skateboard, skateboarding with, the, with that outfit on. Right, right. But whatever it is, you see mm. someone wearing that outfit, you're kind of like, oh, like throw on some crazy jacket, some crazy fur coat on top of there with some sunglasses people are like that's hot mm -hmm. miley cyrus would wear that probably i need to find this picture because it, it's epic i'm gonna find it well i love it it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't reek of onions i like it. <laughs> there was another outfit that i used to love to wear when i was in high school i don't know i think i found the dress at some like thrift shop but it was this black dress it was a one piece, but it looked like it was a, a two piece thing where the top looked kind of like a, a button up blouse action. And then the bottom was this really kind of thin or, or skinny tight skirt, like a mini skirt. And I loved wearing it because it like accentuated my ass. <laughs> mm. Yeah. And anytime there was a, a high school dance, I would wear this this dress. And I would purposefully walk in front of the guy that I had a huge crush on, but it didn't do anything because he never asked me to dance. So wait a wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. Can we just take a 30 second break away from fashion? Yes. I have a question for you. Okay. I believe there's a story about someone asking you out recently. I don't know. I think we live in a different world. Like things are different now. I think there's a lot of men over the years who you may have found attractive who wouldn't have wouldn't approach you because they're maybe even more insecure than you are or sometimes guys hold back because we live in a world now where guys are afraid sometimes of saying something or coming across the wrong way men are also stupid they don't know what to say this is true Listen, take the compliment as it comes. Yes. Well, I did. I mean, I didn't say 
anything bad to him or negative. I just I'll tell you what you I'll tell you what you did wrong in that situation. Well, you should have been like, yeah, you can take me to dinner and you should have set it up and then showed up with Chris and you both should have ate. No him. way. <laughs> he Oh, you didn't mean that I was my husband? <laughs> oh, you didn't know I was married? Oh, I'm gonna go get myself another plate of sushi. Hold on. Oh my god. <laughs> oh yeah. Let me tell you, somebody wants it. I have said this a million times, even in my shows. I will never say no to a free meal. I don't care who you are. You want to take me out? Look me up. DM me. <laughs> DM me. DM me on Instagram. If you're nearby, absolutely. You want to send me food? Have it sent. Have it sent. I will not say no. <laughs> I will not say no to anybody. I'm like that. I am... Take me out. I don't care how boring or ugly you are. I will sit down with you. All right. All right. So if we don't get hate mail, you'll get a lot of date requests. Hey, listen, something. We need feedback. (laughs) So we also have, uh, in addition to our um, guest, I think a, a great segue to that is we have a giveaway planned. Woo! So... Fran and I, our hope in the near future is to have some merch for later this week. Some t-shirts, stickers, whatever. Just something that we could potentially sell to whoever wants to wear it. Um, But we thought about giving away a very iconic shirt design. That you you designed based on a photo that you and I collaborated on, which was which yes. was the green beard. That's awesome. And you want to be a part of it, you gotta get in it to win. in it to win it. There you'll see yeah. all the rules on our post. So just make sure that you're following at later this week. Pay attention. Yes, please. Follow. Please. Us. Yes. Um so you were saying we have a guest coming up later on. Um, and I just wanted to, as I normally do when we have a guest, I want to pay respect and talk about why they're coming on and who they are. And I swear after I tell you about this, we can go to commercial. But Ilya Mill is, I'm going to, we're going to get her name right. Trust me. And as I said to her, if not, we're just going to do the Italian version with Elia So anyway, so she wrote a book called Project Runway, the show that I said defined fashion, but I'm wrong. It's Project Runway, the show that changed fashion. So it defined, it changed. Project Runway was In Case You Were Living Under a Rock, the groundbreaking reality television series. And it premiered in 2004. 10 season in, seasons into its run comes to the official guide behind the scenes of a television and fashion landmark. In this book, which is fully illustrated and written by our guest that's going to be on soon with hundreds of photos, um, the book features commentary from Heidi Klum, as well as interviews with people behind the scenes, top designers of the 10 seasons and stars of the show. And of course, the work, the work room, the work, the work room mentor Tim Gunn, 
and judges Heidi Klum, Nina Garcia, Michael Kors. This is an ultimate source for all things Project Runway. And she wrote the book and she's our guest. I can't wait. I'm very excited. We have uh, lots of things to discuss with her fashion wise. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We need some direction. Direction. So should we go for commercial? And then when we come back, yes. we're going to be with Ilya. Ilya. Yeah. It, I mean, if our phone works, it absolutely will. You know, hang on to that moment. You know, we'll tell you a little bit more about her and, and she should be on the line when we come back. All righty. Hang in there. Hey, everyone. This is Fran from Later This Week with Coco and Fran. All you guys keep asking me, hey, Fran, how does your beard look so great? Well, the answer is gracefully yours. Yes, gracefully yours. All natural product, female owned company, and they really know how to work out your beard. So if you're interested in having a beard like mine or a beard of any kind, get in touch with gracefully yours DJ. Yes gracefully yours dj on instagram and if you tell them the word francesco they will give you 10 percent off for being a faithful later this week listener once again that's gracefully yours dj get some now bonjour hello we're back from commercial yes that was a and- long commercial <laughs> I mean, you don't know how much I ate during this commercial. <laughs> I mean, I showered, I cut my hair, I did all sorts of things. Listen, I was able to do my little bidet squat. Nice. We got we we were getting ready for our guest today. I mean, when you're ready for fashion, your ass has to come correct. <laughs> so, who's tell us, Coco? Who's gonna be on the show momentarily? Well, it's away. Yes, we've been teasing about this guest for what an episode and a half now because we had so much to talk about. <laughs> we are going to have Isla Mel on the show. <laughs> and if y'all don't know who Isla Mel is, let me tell you. She is one of the book industry's go-to entertainment and fashion writers. Recent interviews include Donna Karen, Gbenge, Akinagbi, I have no idea if I pronounced that correctly, and the Trayvon Martin Foundation, Keenan Ivory Waynes, Martha Stewart, and Tommy Hilfiger. Books include, and this is what we're talking about, Project Runway, and New York Fashion Week. She has been featured on CBS's The Insider, The New York Times, Mary Claire, Glamour, People Style Watch, and the documentary Scatter My Ashes at Bergdorf's. Oh, yes. She is, listen, I mean, that bio is 100% legit. And we told you we were bringing you some A-list shit this week. We try, we try. It's uh, it's not always easy, but she has agreed to <laughs> come to our simple little show. <laughs> um, the little show that could. The little show that could. And she we, also we does a, 
She also does a podcast herself, so we're going to oh, talk about that too. I can't wait to talk to her about this podcast. Um, podcast, it, it's it's funny. It's really funny. And I was saying one day we should be host. Um, we should be hosting their show, and they can host our show. What kind of mess would that be? <laughs> that would be great, actually. <laughs> They'd be like, later this what? <laughs> Who are these mofos? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've got, you know, and her co-host. You yeah. know, he was on our show too. I mean, you guys who listen, you don't know what it's taking us to get these A-list celebrities. We don't do B-list or C-list. No. Nope. We do A-list. I remember when I was talking to someone recently and I said something about A-list celebrities and they're like, oh, what do you consider A-list? And I can't remember who I said. It was someone who's like currently working doing something and they were like oh well i'd consider mel gibson to be a list <laughs> like what in what of, year of all the of all the actors that you could you know grab <laughs> from the atmosphere mel gibson is the one that they chose like there was no one modern <laughs> i know that's like me being like ricardo montalban yeah A-list exactly celebrity charo is an a-list <laughs> singer and dancer <laughs> Listen, she was going to do the Super Bowl, but Shakira stepped in. <laughs> I mean. So, so, yeah. So, I'm very excited. We're both very excited to to finally chat with Isla Mel. Mm. Yeah. And I am going to pre-apologize for prior episodes in which I pronounced her name incorrectly because it's my constant need to make everyone Italian. Yes. <laughs> because, you know, in Italian, we would never say Isla. We would say, Ila, Elia, Elia. Well, you can't say Elia because the there's no there's no I before the A. Elia. Then it would be Elia. Ila. Ila. But she was correct in her the way she described it, like Eileen. Right. Eileen is spelled E-I-L. E-E-N or whatever. I gotta so, say, but listen, I gotta say it's a fucking great name. Isla Mel, it is. Isla Mel is like that's like fucking like it list hit list shit. Yeah. yeah. They'd be like, oh that, shit, go put on that's a an, coat. Isla's here. That, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so she should be joining us any moment now. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think, we, I think we have everyone. We're all here. Isla? Yes, I'm here. Hi, how are you? Hi, good. Hi, Isla. Welcome to Later This Week with Coco and Fran. Thank you. We are huge fans, and we've just been sitting here looking at your bio, but I think Coco has some questions for you because she's obsessed with you at this point. Oh, well, I love that. (laughs) (laughs) So as Fran said, we just finished reading your bio, and it's such an amazing, you know, list of people that you've worked with. Um, How did you get involved in in the fashion world from the very Um, beginning? You know, It's sort of an odd story. Um, It was just because I had written a couple of books, not about fashion. Um, I had written books about sort of my failed acting career, which I was very happy to leave. And I had the idea just to write a book about New York Fashion Week, only because I 
was always a huge fan of fashion. It just never occurred to me that it was something that I could do as a job. And so it was something that I was interested in. So I figured other people would be too. And, you know, luckily it worked out. It wasn't an easy thing to have happen. But um, I mean, that's just sort of how it came to be. It was really just my natural interest. That's amazing. That's that's really cool. And did you, was it uh, difficult to kind of tap into that that world? Or, or like, was your acting background in any way uh, a little bit of a, a door opening for it? it no, no, that <laughs> had nothing to do with it. Although the only thing that it did help with was that I had published two books already. So it gave okay. me a little bit of credibility when I approached IMG with the idea of doing a book about Fashion Week. And IMG is the company that produces Fashion Week in New York here. So I went to them with the idea and they said that they had spoken with a lot of people who had the same idea over the years, but they didn't think that they could actually get a book published. And since I had already done books, they brought me in. So that was great. But then once we got an offer from a publisher and the advance wasn't a million dollars or more, IMG pulled out. So oh, okay. they were my only connection and I didn't have them anymore. And it was devastating. And so I was scrambling. So I had this new agent, literary agent at the time. And she said to me, well, you better figure this out because, you know, I'm going to look bad if you don't. Exactly. And I, right. And so, but, you know, even more so for me, it was like this huge opportunity that meant everything to me. And then it was just taken away. And so my, I was talking to my mother about it because I was actually the day that I found out that this wasn't going to happen. I had promised to go to bingo with her. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so I'm at bingo and, you know, completely distracted. And she said to me, you know, you don't need them to do the book. You can still do it. It's a matter of public record. And I said, yeah, she's right. I don't need them. And so I convinced the agent that I could do this on my own, just with my own tenacity. <laughs> and, wow. Um, so she went back to the publisher and it was crazy, but they agreed to let me do it for a little bit less money than they were offering. But I jumped on it. And that really, you know, then I was very welcomed into the industry. And, you know, I have to say that it, it was really a fantastic experience. Having that one little moment of, hey, I can do this. I don't need other people. And actually believing in yourself. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's the moment on our show that we call sisters doing it for themselves. Yeah. That's what we call that. Yeah. I wish yeah. I didn't have to do everything by myself, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> we also mentioned that you uh, do a podcast uh, called Jiffy Pop Culture with someone that we've had on our show, Frank Liotti. Um, and we love the, the, the podcast. We've listened to uh, episodes and especially because you, you, the, the two of you talk about, old school kind of films and, and TV shows and whatnot that are, uh, I guess, what you would call guilty pleasures? Some of them. Some of them yeah. are actually good. Yes. <laughs> we did Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> That's a good film. That's true. Yeah, That's true. We, 
We love how our did, Grease twos and Mommy Dearest, you know. How did you both come up with the idea for that podcast? Oh, well, it was a natural. Frank and I have known each other since we're maybe 14, 13, 14. Nice. So, wow. you know, we've been talking about these movies ever since then. You know, it's it's not a new conversation. We just realized over this past summer during lockdown um, that we should just have these same conversations on a podcast. And it's just been, we've gotten such a great reaction. We're very honest. That was the one thing that we promised each other that we would just be as real as possible. Yeah. And, and, and real with each other too, because we've learned that on later this week that we have to be real with each other Yeah, or shit just don't work. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I listen, I love the show and I love Frank and I just can't imagine the insanity that happens behind the scenes. Never mind what happens on the show. <laughs> um, but I have to say, I'm super impressed by your book. Um, I actually found it and I'm reading it and I'm, I'm supporting the cause and I love the momentum of it. One of the things that stands out to me, and I'm sure you've been asked this before, right? You know, because your book was written in pre Me Too movement. Yes. So the forward of the book was written by Harvey Weinstein. Oh, How yeah. did that come along? Well, <laughs> so the book you're talking about is the book about Project Runway. I wrote the official Project Runway yes. book, and I worked with the show, and it's his show. He, it's a Weinstein Company show. So that is, I figured, yeah. So was there any interaction that you had with him at all? Like, did you get to meet him or talk to him at any, at any point in time? Uh, yes, I met him. But I, when you work with Harvey Weinstein, there's a lot of liaisons. So you don't really work directly with him. But um, right. but I did work very closely with his liaisons and him on the forward, which he, you just said he did. But I did meet him after the book was already published. And, you know... Thankfully, he was really nice the moment I met okay. him, but it was also in public Good. at a Project Runway fashion show. Yeah, I think people, it's funny because when you're a creative, I think a lot of creatives hate the process. Like in all the years of me performing, yeah. too, um, I, I, I hate one of the things I've said on the show before. The part of a play that I hate the most is rehearsal. Oh, yeah. I I love doing the play, but for some reason, people who are not in the field love to watch paint dry. Right. They just love to watch it dry. And I'm like, dude, let's do the show. <laughs> and even when I watch some of these reality competition shows, I like to get to the end. Like, I'm kind of like, can we watch the last episode? <laughs> I want to see who wins. Right. Like, because it's the process that drives me a little nuts, but I can see how that to the industry was like, who's going to watch people sew? Exactly. That was exactly it. It yeah. sounds so boring yeah. and it's not at all boring. It's fascinating. And also Project Runway introduced the world to Tim Gunn. How, how, how true is that? It's 100% true. Tim Gunn wasn't a public personality before the show. He was working at Parsons. I think he was a dean at Parsons. Yeah. Now, just, just here's our segue. The name of this episode, which actually is a two-parter, because our first parter we made because we wanted to entice people and build up the suspense of you joining oh. us so we actually had the first so the episodes that we're doing right now are called Anna Wintour's pajamas <laughs> and, and how and the reason why I'm segwaying into that is because 
you know, there's this idea between Devil Wears Prada and the fashion industry and the million of documentaries that I've seen about Anna Wintour and Andre Leon. And fashion is scary to people like me because I feel like I'm an average normal size Mm -hmm. guy. And when I look at some of the male models or even the female models, it's scary. And it also seems like there's a lot of mean people in the industry. But one of the things that I read online that I should have learned from Project Runway as a show is that it has taught us the power of being nice. What does that mean? Well, so it's so funny that I just mentioned Fern, but Fern Malice was on Project Runway and she famously said on that show that you should always be nice. It doesn't cost anything. And, you know, and she's right. It doesn't, it doesn't help anyone to, to be mean. And what I found is that the people at the top are usually extremely nice. It's the people you have to deal with to get to those people that aren't so nice. Mm. Is the same thing for Anna Wimtour? Would you say that she's just getting the bum? No. (laughs) but you know like we're not hanging out Anna and I but I but I will tell you that um I have seen her a lot at shows and events and um you know she's fine she's not she's not bothering anybody but you know she doesn't want to be approached (laughs) is what I can tell you well I'll tell you my takeaway from Anna Wintour is this every time she's in an interview I 90% of the time people ask her about her reputation as being like the queen of mean or whatever in fashion. And you have to wonder if she was a man, would anyone ask her that? Right. I'm sure they wouldn't, you know, like it's kind of, no, because I kind of feel like she's just doing business as far as I'm concerned. Right. Exactly. So um, I read, I just recently finished um, maybe a few months back, Andre Lee. Oh, is that good? (laughs) That was a great, it was a great book. Did you? Did you, you oh, yeah. It? Okay. Um, I actually had to read it plus listen to it because I love yeah, him. Yeah, he's fantastic. And, uh, and everybody I recommend read the book as I said, you know, not only do you need to read the book, but you also have to Google half of his references that he makes because I don't even, he starts talking about Crystal and the make of the tablecloth at the dinner they went to. He like knows every detail. Of yeah, he's incredible. I, he's my favorite. And the end of, at the end of the book, when he just kind of talks about his relationship with Anna and it's kind of like he lifts the curtain and he kind of finally says what he felt about working with her. I thought that was really interesting. I felt like, you know, he finally had to say, but you know, for him, I think it kind of came from a personal place versus people who don't know her, who just paint her as a bitch. Well, but that's, she's just a bitch. That's the thing though. I mean, she terrorized him and that was her dear friend. Yeah, that's that's like me and uh, Coco working together. She she scares the shit. Out. Well, <laughs> as it should be, really. <laughs> right, <Yeah>. right. <laughs> well, so what I would say now is, Isla, if you don't mind, we're going to take a quick um, commercial break. And uh, Coco, you're good with that, right? I am a okay with that. Okay, I have to make sure because I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So when we come back from commercial, we're going to have some fun because we're going to uh, ask Isla about some of her favorite fashion hits. Oh, I like that. So, all right. So we'll be right back.
Hello. Hello. We are back. We are back from Commerciale. So it, I just, you know, was having a thought during our commercial break. I wonder if Jiffy Pop culture um, experiences or does things as bootleg as we do here at Later This Week. <laughs> like, it Probably. Would be, you know, it would be really nice to get some, like, tips and tricks, perhaps, <laughs> as to how you guys do it. <laughs> but, but, you know, here, here's the thing, Isla. The thing about our show is this. See, Coco talks a lot about the technical end of this show. She's typically in charge of it because it's her forte, right? Okay. So what she does Not is really. she, talks, she talks a lot about <laughs> the problems with the show and blah, blah, blah. But it's always amazing when I hear the post-production of our show and right. what she's done because if you heard what she was handed versus what she delivers oh really it's amazing it's amazing <laughs> it, 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 i'm 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 definitely learning a lot about audio <laughs> that, is, that is so not my background but uh but yeah it's been it's been very interesting because i think we started later this week pretty much the same time you guys probably started jiffy pop culture like it was you know summertime pandemic yes. lockdown shit and we're just like let's do this finally <laughs> and, right and and also i mean we don't have the luxury of getting together because she's in canada oh and yeah and i'm you know in new jersey new york so right. um it's a little difficult at times but hey listen we make it work and thank god we have technology because i'll tell you right now if this pandemic happened in 1995 we would have oh, been, forget- fucked. <laughs> We'd been fucked we'd been fucked nobody yeah. had to go to work or school kids would have loved it you don't have school for two years yeah exactly <laughs> that would have been amazing yeah really <laughs> <laughs> um but you know what we're gonna do some fun stuff now because not to say that all the other shop talk wasn't fun now we're gonna get into some fun stuff i really want to get your perspective on some things because as far as we're concerned you are a fashion expert so let's do I it like all right so name one fashion icon from these different decades. I'll name the decade. You tell me the person. Okay. Okay. All right. 1970s. All right. This is my favorite fashion decade. So to just make me name one is really kind of mean. Yes. But um, <laughs> so I think I would have to say David Bowie. Yes. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is- he just did everything right yeah he's i think uh, i think that's the first name that comes to everyone's mind yeah. whether it's fashion or music it was david bowie's decade it yeah. yes and everything he did had a look and i love that so much yes yeah. so what about the 1980s <sighs> so all right for me it was very early madonna but before she like really hit big, she was doing stuff that was inspired by the street. And, you know, that to me is real fashion. And I love that. I think she, you know, she was really reflective of that. And I also love how she evolved and was always changing her look. So what's the next decade, friend? The 1990s. The 1990s. All right. Well, so I can't think of 90s fashion without thinking of the whole supermodels. 
Yes. That was really, they ruled. And so, so really it was about the designers and the luxury. And so mm-hmm. maybe that doesn't specifically answer your question, but, but really I think it does in a roundabout yeah. way. It's like when you said that, I immediately started thinking about every George Michael video. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. You know, he jumped on like, that. Yeah. It was like kind of like they're big. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're just all. T- it was almost like they were an ensemble cast. Like you couldn't just give them each an award. Yeah. Yes. All of those models together were so great. Uh, yes, absolutely. And I guess if, if you had to pick one designer that really was like the, the poster child for that, it was Versace. Nice. Yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking. That's true. That's true. So on a quick little side note, who who would you say is your favorite model? Of any decade? Yeah. Um. All right. Well, so for personal reasons, I would say Mark Vanderloo, but that's just, you know, because <laughs> he's as <laughs> gorgeous as it gets. Um, but for female models, oh, boy, that's hard. You know, I mean, I think that always changes. Because, mm. you know, just what I'm in the mood for changes. So that could be different from month to month. But I always really liked Megan Douglas. Do you guys remember mm. her? Mm-hmm. She, yeah. She had red hair and the best thick bangs. She was the coolest, coolest model, like in that yeah. supermodel era. Loved her. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And it's funny because a lot of the things we're talking about, even David Bowie, they're taken out of context like nowadays. Like if you're younger and you didn't grow up with it, we always say like things lose relevance because you lose the feeling you had when that happened for the first time. Like yes. explain to explain to a kid the feeling of the first time Madonna walked off that wedding cake on right. MTV Awards right. and you watched it for the first time, but you watch it now, you've been inundated with Ariana Grande and Katy Perry and Britney Spears. You don't see that as revolutionary. You no. don't see that she almost lost her whole career over that moment. Yeah. And also I think because there's so much, like everybody has access to everything on our yes. phones 100% of the time, we had to wait to see mm-hmm. what Madonna was going to do next. We couldn't just Google it every day. Yep. And we talked about this on the show before. We talked about how things were special. Yes. And I remember throwing in a VHS tape in the morning before going to high school. And <laughs> because the videos would come on every hour, the yeah. new video, and you would want to see it. And everyone in the morning would watch it at 7 o'clock and then talk about it at school all day long. Yeah. That's so funny. You know? <laughs> but it's interesting. Now, the 2000s, I don't even know if the 2000s are a real thing. I mean, I know. Kind of like when you talk about a party, someone's like a 2000s party. Who? How do you dress up for a 2000s I, I don't even know what that means. Yeah, you're right. But I do have an answer for this. It's not a real right. person. It's a fictional character. It's Carrie Bradshaw. Oh, okay. okay. But, but really, I think the real answer is Patricia Field, who did the yes. costumes for Sex in the City. Yes. She's amazing. <laughs> Our first episode, we talked about that because we talked about how there's like this crown of fashion icon that has been put on her head when meanwhile people miss all the inner workings of the people behind her. No, I think that, yeah, absolutely. And Sarah Jessica Parker has said that she learned a lot from Patricia Field. You know, I mean, she always had great style, but she really kicked it up a lot of notches after working with Patricia Field. I used to go to her shop on 8th Street long, long ago. Oh, yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. 
Nice. Great. Nice. Okay. So now we're going to switch it up a little bit. We are going to throw you some movies and you tell us what you think were the iconic fashion or styles that stood out from these movies. Okay. So the first one is going to be Clueless. Oh, come on. That yellow plaid outfit. What else is there? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> or, or the moment where she says, this is an Aliyah. <laughs> right, right. I love that. But I also like um, <laughs> honorable mention to her, her dry cleaner type closet. I love that rack that yes. moves around. Oh, my God. I want that. <laughs> that was great. That was great. Okay, next movie. I mean, I think this one is just even easier than Clueless, but Saturday Night Fever. These are softballs you're giving me. That white suit. What else? Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Bl blame Fran. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. The next one, flash dance. Really? Did, was there anything else that anybody wore besides the cutoff sweatshirt? <laughs> How about the, the leg warmers? I love the headband. The, or the <laughs> leg warmers while she was dancing. Right. Of course. What is the <laughs> point of leg warmers? I never understood. Who knows? I guess, you know, you have cold ankles or something. Right. <laughs> yeah. You get those from the butcher. <laughs> All right. The last one, Velvet Goldmine. Uh, Velvet Goldmine is just like a buffet of the best fashion. So Sandy Powell did the costumes for that movie. She's amazing. And um, uh, I, to pick one, that that's hard. Yeah. Of course, I love that, you know, that feathery jumpsuit, the gold jumpsuit. But I love the street fashion in that movie. I love what Christian mm. Bale wears. I like that mm. T-shirt with all the buttons on it. Yes. I, yeah. I love the blue jacket with the, you know, with the scarf around the neck. I mean, I love all of it. It's all amazing. Um, the designer for that movie, I know you said her name. Is she the one who wore the credit card dress to the awards one year? No, remember that? That, that was that was Lizzie Gardner. And okay. she was amazing. What that yeah. was before anybody did anything like that. Now no. you see that like 10 times a day, but back then it was really revolutionary. Yeah, yeah. It's like the York Swan dress. Everyone right. like I remember when America saw her show up and they were like, Oh my god, there's this like new singer, and I was like, Stop it. <laughs> been around for like a hundred years like the sugar cubes they're like what's the sugar cubes like and that's one well, probably got some traction because she wore it in concert she wore it to that award show that shit was brown by the time she was yeah done. yeah <laughs> you don't want to it smell was a black, that when she peeled it, it was off. a black swan yeah <laughs> it was a black swan here. for sure yeah. <laughs> so now we have to ask you what are two trends that you absolutely love I don't like trends. I am anti-trend. And here's why. I don't think that people should follow what anyone else does. I think you have to do what works for you. Okay. I, I, that's true style, doing what you like. Yep, yep, agreed. And now, okay, so let's change the question then. Instead of a trend, tell me two things that are part of your style that you okay. absolutely love. Um, I feel more comfortable in high heels than sneakers. I okay. just shoes are really a big deal to me. So um, I think they make a whole outfit. I think they change the way you feel. So if your thing is flats, then rock them. If you love heels, then you should go for that. I don't think anybody should worry about what anyone else is doing. And there's absolutely no competition in fashion. 
That's great. absolutely. I like that. I it's funny when you said the heels because it reminded me. What did I say, Coco, in the last episode about me and suits? Yeah, I said how men bitch and complain about suits, and I said I feel my most comfortable in suits. Yeah, like a three piece suit, uh, you know, a tie. Like I just feel really good in it, especially if you know it's a suit that looks good on you. You feel powerful. I think we're going to be very good friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we are. Um, yeah. So, Coco. Uh, now, Coco has the other side of this. Yeah. Um, so, uh, since you don't necessarily like trends, but it could be a trend as well. What are two trends that you hate, or two things that you would never ever get for yourself in terms of your own wardrobe? Like two hmm. disease-style disease choices. <laughs> well, okay. No, I that I love. You know, saying what's bad is so much fun. <laughs> but, you know, you have to be careful what you say because then someone could rework it and you'll change your yeah. mind. Agreed. Like fanny packs. Fanny uh, that packs was exactly can... what I was going to think. And Mark yeah. Jacobs recently did them and they were fantastic. I've got, a, I've got a camo fanny pack. Let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> rip, rip open the walls, man. Yeah, gotcha. Um, I think anything from the Blair catalog probably wouldn't end up in my wardrobe. I think I can say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. Now, I have a couple of other. I have a couple of other um, questions that I don't believe were sent to you, but it was something that Fran and I we discussed a little bit prior to um, the interview with you. Um, what was something that you wore as a kid that you absolutely loved? I, oh, so, you know, always loving fashion. There were so many things, you know, like I, even as a kid, I cared about what I wore, but I remember having to have this red, we called it a warm up suit back then, but it was really, mm -hmm. you know, like a track suit and it had it was red 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 with white stripes on the side and i love that <laughs> i thought that how, was the coolest how old were you oh probably like eight yeah that's awesome but that's see awesome. we were saying that we were saying that too on the show in the last episode about taking things out of context like we were saying you know coco described this outfit that she wore as a kid like pink pants and red fake converse and a crazy t-shirt and we were like but if Billie Eilish or Rihanna or Miley Cyrus wore it with high heels and a necklace, you'd be right. like, wow, yeah. that's amazing. Exactly. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Did I, did I but tell- But that's did, why I don't- Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, that's why I don't like trends because it doesn't matter because yeah. if you make it your own, then it, then everybody's going to do it. Yeah, yeah, it, exactly. Absolutely. Um, the other question was, what is the most expensive piece in your wardrobe right now that you actually purchased that wasn't gifted? Hmm. Probably a Chanel bag. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. We won't, yeah. we won't be tacky and ask how much it costs. <laughs> yeah, please we're think, don't. We're, think, we're thinking it though. We're thinking it. We're like, too much, mm, but that's I had money. to have it. That's more exactly, <laughs> exactly. I love when Morgan's listen, money happens. You know, I told the it's story. an investment piece. Listen, I told the story on the show about how I walked into Century Twenty One in New Jersey in the Bergen Mall, and this uh -huh. never ever happens to me. I saw one sad dangling Tom Ford trench coat, right? and yeah so I go to pick it up I put it on I don't look at the price I just know it's Tom Ford 
put it on. Right. It fits me perfectly. Like somebody tailored it for me. And yeah, I look, then you have to have it. And I look at the price and it's like $7,500. And I was Ooh, like, wow, that's yeah, I was like mm, sorry, Tom. <laughs> yeah. I love you, but you know, really. I know. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. I get it. I get it. You know, I really yeah. do. Um, a teenager could get a car for that price. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, we, we were talking about um, the the show. I was talking with a friend the other day about the, the new show that's on Netflix, the documentary about um, Fran Lebowitz. And, mm-hmm. and I watching that show from the perspective of her style, which I'm sure you probably would or have to. Um, and she wears very like tailored, like menswear blazers. And, but her style is so cool. Like, it's just it so, like, people might look at her and be like, does she ever, like, and this is politically totally incorrect, does she ever wear something feminine? But, like, to me, it's like, I look at it and I go, she looks really good and she's got a sense of style. And it, and you know that that's her style. Yeah, like, yeah. she's known for that. And that's incredible. That's true style. Yeah. yeah. Because she's making the clothes cool. The clothes are not yeah. making her cool. And that's kind of the difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. but you know, yes. listen, I can talk with you for three more days. On- <laughs> oh, we, yeah, I'm good with that. <laughs> um, we absolutely love you. We absolutely love fashion a lot more than we thought because when we started recording this episode, we we just kept thinking about how much more we had to talk about, and now we feel like we want to just bring you back every so often and. I would love that. Whenever you have something to talk about, like even if you just want to bitch about some stupid shit you saw on somebody, we just can talk about it. <laughs> Let's do it. I- I'm up for that. All right. That's Hopefully amazing. your audience will like it. So, <laughs> um, so Isla Mel has her podcast, which is Jiffy Pop Culture. Um, make sure you listen to that. Is there anything else that you have coming up that you maybe want to let people know about? Um, I will soon, but not yet. Okay. I can't talk about it yet. <laughs> but Jimmy so uh, can... Pop Culture is such a joy. So Great. I want people to listen to that. Awesome. And how can we follow you? How can people find you? So, well, I know my name is hard to spell. So if you could just post it. Sure. <laughs> we will. But it's will go on our Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. I get a lot of messages on Instagram and I really do try to respond to every single person. And I, I love it. Instagram is so much fun for me. It is. It is. And you're, and you're so much fun. We love you so much and we're huge fans and you just keep on doing what you're doing. I'm going to do it. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. And welcome to our show. (laughs) This was so much fun. Thank you so much, Isla. Thank you. This was really, really great. Take care. Okay. Bye. Bye.